you for listening to Front Porch Theology. I am Jeremy, and with me is... Will. How's it going? We can't say your last name. Basham. Oh, gosh. Let's try again. Okay. Thank you for listening to Front Porch Theology, and I am Jeremy Berry. And I'm Will Basham. That's a little too much. It was. It'll work, though. Let's not do that. (laughs) Ever again. um, I hope everyone is doing well. We are feeling like more legitimate today, though. Yeah, than usual. We we're well, usually recording on a front porch, usually, or in a church children's classroom. But one of the two. Yeah. But today, we're somewhere special. Yeah. We are in the new studio. Shoutouts to Don. Don has turned. I mean, do you remember what this this like? I can't believe we're actually using this room. Yeah, it used to be a place where. <laughs> I feared that there were like Big bodies. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like evidence of crimes that had been committed yeah, were no back kid. here, but he has turned that crime evidence pit, if you will, into yeah. a world class, true recording studio and filming studio. Yeah. And man, like on a serious note, this is gonna be like such a blessing for our church to yeah. do podcasts and videos and let other churches use. This We've space already had and, one other church do a video. Yeah, 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 and so it's cool to have this space. And Baker's over here. He's got like eight screens. I, I don't even know what he does yes. with his magic technology, but there's a lot going on. Lots over. of boxes of different sizes. Yeah, it's crazy. But he's he's got a he's got the setup over here to record us talking to each other. It's true. Don't let anyone hack that. We look like a, a real like radio station right now for the first time. For the first time. <laughs> so those of you that have been listening for a long time to Front Porch Theology. We just want you to visualize it. Yeah. Like it looks like you've imagined it looking all along. We're finally there. Thanks for yeah. coming on this journey with us. Truly, truly. Um, so yeah, we I, today um, I have a couple things that I wanted to talk about. I'm curious what what some things you think about. One um, quick thing: when our host Heather comes back. Oh yeah, Heather. We should. I remember her when when she comes back, which is coming yeah. after I get back from Ukraine. But when she comes back, we should. Because she's going to listen to this because she always listens. She always does. We should we should uh, record in the other room again. <laughs> should go back this to the only, kids yes. kids classroom. This is only for when we record. <laughs> yeah, when the professionals are here. Yeah. Um. All right. So. Uh, yeah, so we've been going through Mark, and this past, man, this past sermon was a banger. Think so? Yeah, it Thanks, was definitely man. a banger. I, I really, appreciate I really that. liked it. Thanks. Um, the, uh, I, I had, there was something about, I don't, man, it's hard to pinpoint. There was something amazing out of all the people, and we talked, I said I want to talk a little bit about this way, and not, not that there's a necessary question, but maybe just like um, some reflection on it. But I find it fascinating. The only person willing to defend Jesus in all of this is Pilate. Like truly, like like he's the only one. Not his disciples; they've run off. Mm-hmm. Not the people who he's blessed. Not the Pharisees who know the word, who've like should have been anticipating the Messiah. Mm-hmm. The only one that at all that they are folk that that is defending Jesus is Pilate. Yeah, that's wild to me. So I have a theory as to why that is. Yeah. I didn't bring it up in the sermon. Just cause, you know how like when you do sermon prep, sometimes you study things, right. but but you're like, ah, I can't go down this yeah. this road because it would lead to just like a tangent, rabbit trail type thing. Right. So I, I, I read this. I can't remember who the author was that was writing this, um, but I read in, in a commentary that um, 
really about John's gospel, not Mark's, mm-hmm. how Pilate calls Jesus into his private headquarters. Mm-hmm. So it kind of indicates that there's like this private conversation, this kind of backroom conversation that happens. And he begins to ask Jesus about truth and authority. Right, yes. And it's like such a what deep truth? and philosophical conversation, right, that mm-hmm. Pilate's really like questioning some of these things. But uh, this one commentator, and I thought this was interesting, um, basically comes at the discussion from the angle of you have to remember the culture that Pilate grew up in and lived in at the time. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he, he probably would have adhered to Greek mythology. And so you've got stories like Hercules, right? Like half man, half God. Hercules can, you know, pick up the globe and pick up the sun and whatever. You know, all these like supernatural things. And then here's these rumors of Jesus of Nazareth, this carpenter, but he's but he's deity too. He's he's man and God. And so, um, so so basically, he took the position that Pilate was fearful, especially because of his wife saying, "Hey, I've had dreams about this guy." Yeah. So he took the position that Pilate was so fearful and wanted to save Jesus' life so much because not because he thought he was the Messiah or the Savior, but because he thought he was supernaturally and and otherworldly strong. Maybe even like a a immortal type, you know, mm-hmm. son of God type figure. And I I just thought that was interesting. I don't think we could prove that anyway, yeah. but but I thought it was interesting to kind of get at what was Pilate's motivation in the whole thing, you know? Yeah, well, it se- I mean, I, he seems frustrated at one point. Um, and I think you, you kind of mentioned it, I think when it was like, listen, my, my blood, this man's blood is not mm-hmm. on me. Yeah. I, I thought the, the blasphemous statement from Israel to say, uh, not only, I, I think it's such an eerie thing. Let his blood be on us and our children. That, mm-hmm. that part, such an, e- such an eerie. Is there anything you would say oh that like gosh. you would let your kids take the fall for? Oh man. What? Like how hard I'm the opposite. I'm like, don't. Punish my children yeah. for anything that yeah. I do. <laughs> but th- he says, but when they said, is he the king of the Jews? And they said, we have no other king but Caesar. Mm-hmm. Like in that moment, I, what I find so fascinating, the Pharisees had, had these people had seen the Romans as the enemy, now have aligned, have chosen their enemy over their savior. I just think that's wild. And it's something that's that continues today. Yeah. Um, enemies, common enemies of of God become friends, um, even if they're enemies beforehand. It's, it's there's there's an old saying, you know the saying. Oh, right? sure I do. Um, you, I know you know saying squirrels. Yeah, no, there's no squirrels in the saying. Oh, well, the one I it's mine is a little different. There's you say one. yours first. Yeah. Uh, the enemy of my enemy is my yes. friend. Yes. Have you heard this? Yes. You've never heard that. No, I know that one. Yeah. That's a Lincoln County saying. <laughs> no, it's not. It's definitely not a Lincoln County. <laughs> the Lincoln County saying is what you were thinking of with yeah. squirrels. Yeah. What's that one? Uh, it's it has, it has to do with nuts and squirrels. It's oh, it's okay. a long one. It'll take up the. It's it's more of a it's more of a parable. Oh, okay. than, a, than a saying. Well, maybe after we're done, <laughs> you could tell it to me. It sounds super interesting, but um, it, a, like a microcosm of that principle happens in Pilate and Herod. Yeah. Right. That um, that it says another gospel, um, not Mark. I, I can't remember exactly which one. I think it's I think it's Matthew. Um, I could be wrong, but but says that when Pilate sends. Uh, Jesus to Herod, he's doing so because he's realizing a jurisdiction issue, but also he's trying to get out of you know having the the responsibility of executing Jesus, and Herod sends sends Jesus back, and um and it says that it gives this like one sentence one verse kind of detail that Pilate and Herod were did not get along uh, politically speaking, but after this day they became friends, mm-hmm. and um and it, it is it is interesting to think about how um. 
the the common goal of shaking a fist in God's face brought enemies together. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it, it's a it's a it's a strange thing, and I, I mean you. It happens today. I mean, like with, it does. with uh, different you know segments and groups of society that are you know atheistic or opposed to religion. Um, well, they it, find unity in being against religion together. It happens. It happens at a, at a, at a right at a bigger scale. But I think it also happens even like people understand that they're not perfect, but they'll still cling to their sin rather than repent. Like even happens at like an individual uh, level. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of dreams, uh, Heather sent me a text uh, moments ago. Oh. Yes. Did she have a dream? She had a dream. Oh, wow. Yes. Um, wow, wow, Not wow, as quite wow, as wow. profound as Martin Luther King Jr.'s dream. Okay. Um, but she definitely had a dream uh, that I was missing, she said. She said, I had a dream, Jeremy, that you were missing, and I finally found you somewhere in Kentucky. Now, look, listen to the insult to this dream. Okay. She goes, I, you were kidnapped because they believed you were Danny DeVito's love child. <laughs> now, wait a minute. I can see that. No. Okay. All right. So so I am the product of Danny DeVito. Do I look like – I don't think I look anything like – this is a short joke she's making. Like, this is no, random. You're I wasn't reading talking it. to her. You're reading into that. No, no, no I'm not. I she wasn't, didn't mention it. Is I, Danny DeVito was, short? He's he, a little short. He's short? He's a little short. I didn't know this. The only time I've talked to Heather recently was Monday, October 25th. She sent me a picture saying, do I like Oreos? I said, yeah. That, I don't know why she sent me that. And then and then days, I mean, two weeks later, she makes a short joke. Like, I didn't provoke that. Uh, I thought Danny DeVito was a, was <laughs> a very a, handsome man. Was an average There's height Danny DeVito, man. Chris Hemsworth, pretty close. <laughs> Yeah. Now, when he played the penguin, didn't he play the penguin yeah, in Batman? Was, he barely had makeup on. Yeah. <laughs> was like, I think in the credits it was like the penguin as himself. Yeah. Like, that's just he personified who he actually is. Dude, that Tim Bur- that was a great penguin. Um. So, I, 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 on a side note, uh, are you excited about cinema and movies? Anything coming out? There's a little, like a Am I excited about? Yeah. It? No, I don't think you so. don't go see the movie. You don't see movies very often. I don't see movies very often, but there's movies I want to no, see. No, I I've been trying to watch Star Wars, as you know. Gosh, dude, you've been going on for like since the summertime. Like, well, there's only eleven movies. Yeah, but they're like four hours <laughs> each. So, not. so I watched seven, which is an accomplishment in it and is. of itself. That's, like, that's I should good. get a medal yeah, for you watching. You stop there, though. Yeah, I watched seven during my son's quarantine. Yeah. So he had a ten day quarantine, and yeah. I watched seven Star Wars movies in ten days. And after that, um, so that's been two and a half months ago, and I've not even started another one. <laughs> you got out of quarantine, you're like, I'm done when with that. When quarantine was done, I was done. <laughs> but no, there's this Dune movie out that uh, I hear everybody really talking that, about. Man. I want to see that uh, one and Batman. When Batman comes out, I want to see the new Everyone's Batman. saying Dune's better than Star Wars. Yeah, I hear it. Okay, so Phil, Philbert, you know Philbert. I'm he's like, Philbert, he's yeah. like, hey, man. Um, yeah. He told me the other day. We were, I had we lunch were, with that guy today, actually. Well, he invited me over to chase chickens. Really? He has, he has a little farm. Anyways, he yeah. was. He said, "Hey, man, I heard. I heard the Dune is like our uh, our generation's Star Wars, and I hope he's right. I hope he's right. What I mean, would, our generation, like Star Wars, is ongoing. It's, well, but I don't think him and I are also in the same generation. But I didn't mention you're that. not. Yeah. Well, he counting isn't as is that was a not. great Filbert uh, impression. I'm telling you. I'm yeah. telling you. Like it's it's probably weird. His wife listens, I'm, I'm pretty sure. And I think it's weird. She probably is like, wait a minute, is Filbert in studio? Yeah. Uh, Can we but, talk about your impressions real quick? Uh, absolutely, you can. Um, <laughs> so, a week ago. No impressions or little, this Sunday, by the way. A little over a week ago, you yeah. did a Bill Clinton impression. Yes, I did. Yes. That, <laughs> I did do a Bill. Well, more or less, rather than an impression, it's like, it's like what I do sometimes. I speak through 
Jeremy. It's like he's here <laughs> and present. Well, yeah, I was I was completely blindsided by this. I didn't well, expect a Bill Clinton impression in the pulpit. People, a lot of people don't expect me. But you had our yeah. eleven o'clock service rolling. Yeah, like I've never heard the eleven o'clock well, laugh listen, like that. Now listen. the nine o'clock, I think the nine o'clock is really sympathetic to me. They're really loving, sweet people. I almost people. scrapped the sermon and just started doing impressions. Yeah. I, yeah. You, they would have went right along with it, I think. They were they were there for whatever you want them to be there for. I would have been Christopher Walken next. And <laughs> I, I, can't, I was about to do Bill Cosby slash, well, I won't mention, anyways. Uh, so I was, I was out with James a while back, yeah. and, um, and someone came up to me and said, has anyone ever told you that you look exactly like Seth Rogen? No one told you that. Yes. This really? woman came up and you said that to exactly me. Like well, I don't think so either. He's lost a lot of weight. But um, wow, ouch, <laughs> ouch! You, Sarah, I'm kidding. I'm oh kidding. My gosh. I'm kidding. You're getting you mad, great. Heather. Like you look great. I have been dropping some. I was. Some I weight. can tell. I can tell. You know what my diet plan is? I. You've had some weird ones. What's your diet? My plan? current one is go to Ukraine. Oh, and, okay. Not and eat. then just yeah. My favorite. No, I'm gonna one, eat, but I'm gonna eat Ukrainian food. My favorite and, one you had was I only eat between six and eight. Yeah, that was that's a great <laughs> diet plan. That was a great diet plan. Six p.m. to eight p.m. You eat whatever you want, as much as you can. But, but after eight, yeah. you're done. But anyways, this woman said you look exactly like Seth Rogen, <laughs> and I have a goal I'm working on to uh, to master his voice and laugh. He has a unique laugh. Yeah, but I'm still working on it, so I can't I can't sample it right now. But I th- I thought it'd be funny if I could impersonate him I would, really I would, well. I would love to work work on it. Work on it. You're a master impressionist, so maybe you need I, to help I, me. You know what? I think I'm pretty good. I can do Mickey Mouse. I can do. Uh, I can do. I, I think I can do Yoda pretty well. I can do Cartman. I can. I've worked on my impressions for yeah. years. Yeah, I'm not gonna do them here. Yeah. Because yeah, then what will I have this Sunday if I do it now? But if you sign up to be <laughs> a sponsor, um, that's true. A pro level uh, supporter of. Uh, front porch theology. That's true. You get all access to all Jeremy's, my impressions. Jeremy's impersonations. We got hours and hours and hours. Yeah. In fact, I can do phone calls to, or, or uh, to people like cameos. That, yeah, cam- yeah, yeah. That's right. Audio cameos. <laughs> where, which I don't know if that's a cameo, but I can still call people and be whoever you want me you to. You just be. impersonate people, which is like kind of illegal. It's kind of well, it, yeah. It doesn't work as well if I show up on a cameo and it's my face. Yeah, and I'm like. <laughs> There. Yeah, like but if you're interested, if you're interested, all the money goes to me. I'm his, I'm Jeremy's agent. That's so, true. So just right. let me know. All right. So back 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 to Mark. That was a weird. That was a weird rabbit trail. Um, I miss Heather. <sighs> She'd be calm down, calm down, settle down, settle guys. down, everybody. Um, dude, my Heather impression. <laughs> I thought she was here for yeah. a second. Whoa, that was weird. Um, all right. So my next one was I, I'm really fascinated in the difference between Peter and old old Judy. Old Judy Booty. Um, <laughs> that's, that's what Judas, that's what they used to call it. Judas is In Greek, in Greek it, it was Judy Booty. That's Judy what they would, that okay. was the name of, yeah. Um, so, okay, so both of them, would you agree that both of them betray Jesus? Yeah, I think. One's a little more intentional. Right. Yeah, I, I don't think Peter ever had in his mind the intentionality of betrayal that I'm, you know, actively going to uh, do something to bring harm to my rabbi. Okay, is that, do you think God counts that differently? To say, well, I didn't mean to. I wasn't planning on betraying you. Or my betray was more of passive than, than active. 
So I, yeah, I think so. Um, I think I think you know your your motivations of your heart have to do with a lot. Sure. Um, so their their motivations I think are different. Um, for sure. But the actions the actions are are not excused by the heart. Both sin. Right. Exactly. So that's what I'm trying to be careful to say yeah. is like that that Peter's actions are still sinful. Right. And um and in many ways in in his denial of Christ is is as sinful as Judas. Um, but their hearts are in different places, far different places, which I think is evidenced by um the the actions after the sin. Yeah, that's what I think is so interesting. So I think these two people who who sin against Christ and whether it's a passive rejection or I mean, it's a denial of Christ, which is in some ways a a you know it's a betrayal in some sense. Um, uh, but but either way, um, it's the difference between like like um, even in the court of law in this country, like you have the difference between like premeditated yeah. crime and like uh, you know just like a heat of the moment kind of. So crime. I still th- I I agree. I think Judas though was trying to hurry up the kingdom. Yeah, yeah, I. I I don't know that I could like stand on that as like no, dogma. Like yeah. I, like that's exactly what he was trying to do. But it does seem most fitting with yeah. what's happening in the context of Judas's betrayal that that he that he's trying to. I think he's trying to start a revolt. Right. That he's he's trying to like bring about an insurrection. So so Judy Judy Booty Judy Booty. What does he do right after he betrays Jesus? Well, I think this be- is fascinating. So he betrays Christ, and um, he 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 does return the money. Um, he he brings that back to the people who hired him to betray Christ. Yeah, he and, and they they don't want to take it. They don't want it back. Right, um, not mine. And they they actually use it to to purchase a field. Um, yeah, which which is well, well he take it one one gospel account says he takes it and he throws it into the temple. Yes, which I think is okay. So I, I find this fascinating. So he gets money for his act. He knows he's he regrets it. He's like, "What have I done? Mm-hmm. Um, this is not." So this is why I think there's credence to like he had different expectations. Yeah, because it, well, it it didn't work out. Yeah, like something didn't work out. Right. It didn't work out the way he expected it. And to. it wasn't like it 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 seemed to happen pretty quickly after. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't like after the ascension or something. Right. right. So it was pretty quickly after he goes, oh my gosh, this is not going according to the plan that I had I had written. And he runs to the temple. They, they don't want the money. They end up, he ends up throwing it into the temple as like, almost like a tithe. Like, right. No, I, okay, this is, I, I find this fascinating. You think he's trying to make up for what he's doing? I, that's exactly what I think he's yeah. doing. I think it's a, I think it's a religious act to try to make up for what he for where he failed. So I don't think it has to be. I think um, he he may be trying to, he very very well may be trying to do that. It's a weird thing to do. But it could it could be not necessarily like a work of righteousness to make up for it. Otherwise he would have like sold everything he had, but rather I want to undo what I've done. I don't want right. to benefit from this bad thing I've done. Right. So so the But then he goes and hangs himself. He does. Spoiler so, alert. So, <laughs> that's so. right. Oh man. Yeah. Doesn't end well for Judy Beatty. So he goes and commits suicide, and um, which is which which is a dark ending, a very um, dark. Which I think again is um, is is showing kind of the state of his of his soul and his and his mind. He's tormented by it, and I I think I think you you could even maybe 
this would be a little bit of a stretch, but maybe even say there might have been some repentance in Judas. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I really struggle to get past the statement from Jesus that it right. would have been better for that man if he hadn't have been born. Or even when John compares him to Cain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? There, there, there's a... Because uh, I've had people in our church actually ask, like, did Judas repent? Yeah. Like, the fact that he went and returned the money, you know. So I, I is think... Is that a sign of repentance? Uh, I think... Okay, so I think we do this a lot. So have you ever... I mean, you've never betrayed Jesus in the same sense that Judas did. But have you ever sinned and then said, you know what? I'll do this as a way of making making up for it, as a way to pay yeah, back. Yeah, oh, God. of course, of course. Well, I've done it. I've done it. Well, that's embarrassing. I've never done that. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, well, let I'm me kidding. say this. I'm kidding. Um, so I think, I think especially as a younger Christian, yeah. I would do that. Yeah. Um, not to say I would – I don't – I want to be careful. I would. I don't want to say that I would never do it now. Sure. But my understanding of theology has progressed because theology is important, right? We we have to have a right understanding of who God is to have like orthodoxy leads to orthopraxy, right? Right knowledge right. leads to right action, and so when I have a healthy grasp of how I'm saved, which is just on Christ's work, that when I when I totally blow it, when I mess up. Um, I don't feel this weight on me that I have to make it right. I have to make it up to God. Now, having said that, there are still times where I sin now where I feel like I got to make it up to myself. Yeah. Um, or, I, or if I've sinned against someone else, I got to make it up to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think I think by God's grace through His Spirit, I've been assured of the fact that I don't I don't have to make anything up to Him. Right. Well, so so it's funny because there was nothing wrong. Okay. So like take take what He did. Take that off the table. There's nothing wrong with him giving to the temple. Right. That's not a bad thing. No. But what I think what makes it, this goes to the motive it, aspect I, of people. Probably shouldn't throw it. I mean, no. like, when people give money to New throw Heights money? Church, like I, <laughs> those things hurt when you get pegged. Yeah, up. I don't really want them coming in throwing <laughs> stuff. At, I don't know. It might be kind of exciting. And it might, <laughs> might, in, it might inspire other people yeah. to give. Someone open the door and threw it real quick. Like make it rain at New Heights Church. <laughs> our money's a little softer. We're giving our tithes. <laughs> but we we had uh, but with 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 him he goes, um, it, it, giving's not 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 the issue. But he's giving. I'm I'm assuming because there's a fear. Mm-hmm. There's a fear of oh my gosh, what have I done? Yeah, I got I got to make it up. And so he's being driven. His motive is being driven completely by fear. Yeah. Um. Not a good fear of the Lord, but one that that is. I gotta. I gotta save. I got to save myself, which is red alert. You know, you, you, you can't do. Right. Um. And so that's the part I find really interesting. So the I and I, where I, I think you people see this the off the most. At least I think maybe you and I do. Um. My marriage is really suffering, or something is really bad in my life. Um. I in order to say I gotta I gotta get back at the church. Right. And it's that. I got to do a religious act to make up for my lax, uh, you know, m- me not doing what I was supposed right. to do. Right. And, and and the motive again, nothing wrong with coming to church, but the motive is wrong. It's like I'm not I'm coming to church because I want to worship the Lord because I love the Lord. It's I gotta I'm so, figuring I'm gonna lose something. Right. So conversely, you have Peter. Yeah. Who who blows it? I mean, you just Completely. utter failure. Um. Really, really Embar- bad. It's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. And it's recorded in <laughs> God's eternal word for us to know about through eternity. Oh, poor okay. Peter! Man, that would suck. It would. Oh. Talk, talk about the hey, uh, Baker. We, that song, the highs and the lows. What's that one called? Highlands. Highlands. Okay, that's a. I yeah. should be able to remember that. Yeah. Um, but like, talk about a guy who's like with Jesus as like Elijah and Moses, and right. now he's like right. running like. 
yeah. this guy has experienced the highs and the lows. Yeah, I think um, in your sermon about his denial, how you pointed out that that he invokes a curse on himself, like yeah. how extreme his oh, denial is. Man. Like, uh, like he is saying, "God, destroy me if I'm lying. I do not know Jesus Christ." That's ins- I mean, like seriously, like like that kind of statement is like what people say who are going to hell, right? right? <laughs> so, that's, that's 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 as bad as like. Let the blood be on us and our children. Say like, some, <laughs> name name one thing Judas ever said that was worse than that. Right. Judas uh. never said anything that bad, and um and so so anyways, you have that kind of failure. Um, uh. and what I think is beautiful is you talk about him fishing after the resurrection. Yeah, he doesn't know about it yet, and he and he sees him and he and he comes running to him. Um. That's where you see Peter's heart. Right. Like and, and, the, the, there, his he, heart is just inclined. To, I'm going to run to Jesus. I'm not going to try to atone for what I've done. I'm not going to try to make right. up for it. I'm just going to run to Jesus. And he realizes he has nothing to do mm-hmm. with – he doesn't have to make up anything. Right. It's It's been paid, right, in full. Yeah. And so yeah, I, I, that's why I love, I love it because I think what you have is you see the right motive in Peter. Uh, you see both of them fail, which – you know, we all do, mm-hmm. but the the proper response is Peter's, which is the cry, of repent, and then you run to Jesus, right. uh, which is which is uh, Judy's was to um, cry and try to atone for his own sins, right. and then and that doesn't what that that led to his own death. Mm-hmm. I mean, truly, his a lack of repentance leads to him killing himself, mm-hmm. which is exactly what non repentance is. It's you like you were literally you. I mean, he killed himself literally. But refusing to repent is is yeah. like walking yourself to right, you know, to to be killed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I I find I love I love that those two stories are like pitted back to back. Yeah. I think it's just just fascinating. Um, yeah. So uh, so you're going to Ukraine? I'm yeah. I'm going to Ukraine. Um, I'm leaving Sunday. Um, so soon after this podcast releases, I'll be leaving on a jet plane. I'm taking my daughter with me. My oldest daughter. Again. Huh? You'll be back again someday. <laughs> I don't know when. <laughs> so all right. So it you, depends on COVID testing. Right. Well, yeah, I actually have to. Song. I have to COVID test in Ukraine to come home. All right. So just terrifying. Here's my question. Okay. This is just a vacation. Let's be honest. All right. I mean, you don't you don't do any work over there. Yeah. It's just that this is a nice, nerfy vacation. Yep. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> So like people are probably asking, what does what does Will do there? Why why do these Ukrainians are like, hey, send us the the cameo of Seth Seth Rogan? No, I don't understand that. <laughs> I don't know why they why they choose me. Um, no, we've developed a partnership over the years. My first trip to Ukraine was in 2013, yeah. and um, we went with an organization to share the gospel. And the avenue of sharing the gospel was through orphanages uh, by providing uh, boots, um, winter boots to children. Um, you know they they've got some fierce winters in Ukraine. That's what I've heard. Yeah, and um, and so you need you need adequate clothing, footwear, and stuff. And so there was an organization that, that did that, and we got to basically load these massive boxes of shoes yeah. onto these trucks and deliver them and you size children's feet and fit them with shoes. It was just a great experience. And then share the gospel at each orphanage we went to. We traveled around and did that. Well, through that, um, we, we had to have translators um, to, to 
communicate effectively. And we got to know some of the translators on that trip and stayed in touch with them. Cool. And, um, and that connected us with, with some, uh, some very godly people in an organization called Josiah Venture that works to reach, um, young adults and youth in Ukraine and other countries in Eastern Europe. And, out of that uh, organization, there there have been churches planted, and so we kind of stay in touch. We hear about what <laughs> Josiah Venture is doing. Um, then there's a church planted in Ternopil, Ukraine, which is one of the cities I'm going to um, next week. And um, Edit Curat is the pastor there, the planter there, and um, and our church has been partnering with uh, his church um, by giving financial support for for years now. And one of the one of the things we do when we go to visit his church is um, some of it's just encouragement in that partnership. But um, but there's a great avenue um, in their uh, local schools in the public school system that if, if Americans show up, that they they will let you in the public schools to speak to uh, English classes. Um, really? Because well because. They're they're trying to get away from Russian identity and identify more with Western Europe, and so English is a big gospel connection right now um, because so much of the younger population wants to learn English effectively and well. Um, a lot of the older generation don't don't speak English well, and um, and so we get to go in and, and talk in public schools, um, and and it's a good connection for the local church, Edix Church, to connect with. Uh, teenagers and even then their parents um, to come and spend some time at their church um, facility and and it's a good outreach opportunity for them and so who who would have known that a Lincoln County guy would go teach right. English uh, somewhere <laughs> you know um, well they don't know that I'm not good at speaking but um, and then we're actually developing a new partnership too and um, and so part of this trip next week will be to launch a new partnership with one of those translators, actually, that I met in 2013. Um, he recently planted a church called Ecclesia Church, and um, and so we're going to be p- partnering with them and starting a new financial partnership uh, to support that church and the work they're doing in another city called Lviv. And so it's exciting stuff going on. And then in addition to all that, um, those both those churches are very involved in church planting. Mm-hmm. And this is this is kind of where I come in. Um, we do some church planter training. Um, there's going to be a conference next week on uh, mission uh, to the countryside, and um, and so they'll bring some of those church planters in, and I get to do some some training with them. So it's a really cool opportunity. It is cool, man. I'm now. I want to like I I want to equip you before you go over there. Okay. So I'm really excited for this. Yeah. You are a man of many sayings. Yeah. Right. You're as nervous as a cat in a room full of rocking chairs. You know yeah. things like that that you uh-huh. say. Yeah. Well, you know, Ukraine has a lot of saints. Every squirrel has its nut. That's that is that a, is that a, is that saying? Yeah. Every fish has its day. That's not one. Every dog has its every day. Every dog, you know, which fish is too. a dumb saying. Every every living creature <laughs> has too. a day. Yeah. Right? Well, then mine works. Yeah. All right, so I want to share with some saints. So, okay. you know, uh, I won't give these to you in Ukrainian cuz you won't understand it. Okay. So I'm going to give it to you in, in the old the old King not King James, but you know the old English, old English, yeah. Which is which is what Ukrainians are learning. Oh gosh, tell them to stop that mess. No, All not. right, here it is. Um, so if you someone comes in, you've been talking about him or thinking about him, suddenly appears. You go, huh? Talking about the wolf. Talking about the wolf. Yeah. So like, if someone comes in, if if like if, speak of the devil. Well, no, stop that. <laughs> no, we're not talking about the devil. Okay. Talk about the wolf. <laughs> Okay. They don't. They don't like to play with the devil over there. I was just trying They're to be devil's a secular advocate. country. Yeah, the sorry. devil needs no advocate okay, right now. Sorry. The wolf does. Okay. He's talking talking about the wolf. 
Yeah. So that's that's one. That makes sense. Keep that in mind. Now, if if that you have, saying if makes you have lots to, of sense. If you have to, then you might have to threaten somebody, or you have to punish or teach would. a lesson. Yeah. This is what you need to say. Okay. Hey, I'm about to show you where the crayfish is wintering. Yeah. The crayfish. Those are crawdads. Uh, they may be. Here's where the, here's the, where they're thing. wintering. This is an idiom that's used to describe a person who's unusual or extraordinary. Uh, and not like others, right? So uh, you would say, you would say, <laughs> you're a white crow. A white crow? Yeah. That one makes sense. I get that. Yeah. You know, so it's like the black sheep. Yeah. But it's the antithesis of the black sheep. Yeah. The white crow. The white crow. I might do that one. I'd That's a that good here. one to remember. White crow. All right. Uh, here, here's it. If you're going to do a vile thing to someone over there, which you may do. Well, it depends on if I have to threaten people. If I have to really make good on my crayfish wintering threat, yeah, right. this is what I'll do. Yeah, you're gonna say, you're gonna say, "Hey, uh, I'm a, I'm about to plant a pig on someone." Yeah, that's a that's like a dirty trick. Oh, really? I'm gonna plant a pig. Plant a pig. Yeah. Okay. That sounds like something that you would say in Hamlin. Plant a pig on someone. Plant a pig on someone. I've never heard that one. All right. Well, okay. Yeah, here's, here's okay. Uh, I got a couple more for you, just in case, because I don't know what you're going to experience over there. Yeah. Last time you were in a sauna with like 12 men. Yeah. I'm hoping one of these applies to that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not on that type of website. Though. Probably the white crow. Um, yeah. The white. <laughs> yeah. This whole thing is a white crow right, moment. There we go. If you have to buy or accept something about without examining it or uh, carefully first, with the possibility that it may be something of poor quality. You say, I'm about to buy a cat in a sack. Cat in a sack. <laughs> or this is a, this thing's a cat in a sack. Something like cat that. Cat in a sack. Yeah. All right. Okay. okay. I, two more. Two more. Um, all right. Something, <laughs> you just said two more. Someone, okay. Well, I lied. I like this one. Cat in a sack was free. Yeah. Was <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, this one's good. Someone that says little or nothing. So you look at some Ukrainians not speaking very much. Yeah. You just look at him. Yeah. Right in the eyes. And you say, you're as mute as a carp. Mute as a carp. Yeah. That's disrespectful. What if he's actually mute? Well, then he won't understand what you're saying. Anyway. So he's like, I understand. Uh, you speak English. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. So okay. Say it as much as you want. <laughs> let's, let's, um, okay, we got that one's not, that, we don't, water ones, they don't have water there. Let's do, I mean, they have water. They don't have like, it's not like a, is there a big river or anything? Yeah, they have rivers. They Why? they have Are a whole a, sea. They have access to the Black Sea. Yeah, yeah. Like in uh, one of their, like they got beaches, man. Well, in southern Ukraine, well, I'm not going to be that's near why, that. That's why they have this saying. Okay. To wait before doing something, not undertaking any action. To wait while there's no point in waiting. You say, "This is to wait for the weather from the sea." To wait from the weather for the sea. Yeah, it's like to let the grass grow under one's feet. That's sort of thing I'm saying. Oh, okay. To, to wait for the the weather from the sea. Weather from the sea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have another one like that a drop in the ocean, a drop in the sea because they have a sea, not an ocean, next to them. So they right. would understand that. But so yeah. there you go, man. It's mute as a car. This has been enlightening. Yeah. And I know that I will be so much more relatable in a foreign country next week. I will send you this. this. I'll send you this. Yeah, link. Send and it listen, to I'll me. put this in the the show notes. For when uh, yeah. we're having Ukrainians visit, <laughs> so, yeah, he speaks fine English though. I'll <laughs> teach him these. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hey guys, thanks for listening. If you have any questions, make sure you get the New Heights app. Download the New Heights app. Go to Connect and ask a question on the podcast. You can find it on there. We love questions, um, and we would love to hear from you. Also, also check out past shows. You can check it on iTunes. You can check it out on. 
Vimeo. No, that's a pay. Spotify. Spotify. Okay, okay. I'm just learning about these apps. Uh, on Spotify and other places where you can download podcasts. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Peace be with you. Um.